Welcome to String and Sling with Stonebreaker Archery. I'm your host, Jesse, and let's get this rolling. So, it's a Friday night, and I'm trying to get my podcasts out to you guys twice a week. I want to get you once on Friday, and I want to get you uh, on Sunday night for your your drive-in. Maybe something will cheer you up a little bit. For your Monday morning. So, today's topics, um, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Um, I actually, I want to take the time. um, It's a really, really hot topic out there right now. And uh, as you guys know, if you've listened to this, I, I constantly push what is the future of archery. And, you know, there's a lot of hot topics out there considering the, the future of archery in general, not just uh, the future of traditional archery. So, this topic I'm about to approach, you know, maybe some of you will agree with me, maybe some of you won't, um, but we're going to talk about crossbows. And I know there is a lot of negative connotations out there right now that go with crossbows. Um, For us that are shooting traditional bows, um, you know, a lot of us archers, we see this as a threat. And, you know, honest to goodness, guys, um, my opinion on this is, is, well, number one, I don't shoot a crossbow. Um, I don't even shoot a compound bow anymore. Uh, To be really truthful about it, I don't even really shoot a gun anymore. About all I really shoot anymore is I shoot my traditional bows because that's what I take enjoyment in and that's what I'm choosing to do with my time that I get to spend in the woods and my time that I get to spend at the range. So, I don't know if y'all remember this, Um, I definitely do, back in the late 80s, crossbows were really coming into like a a really, really big swing, especially up here in New York, and at that time, the good old fashioned recurve and the good old fashioned longbow were king. And I can tell you, all we heard for a very long time was how a compound bow was cheating. Uh, They should not be legal. Uh, They have sights on them. It's not really archery anymore. And eventually what happened was, is if we wanted to continue to have an archery season, we were going to accept... The compound bow. Well, since then, we have accepted the compound bow, and what's really changed for traditionalists? Honestly, not much. Um, we got another class of archers out there that are out there hunting and fishing. Well, hunting and they're bow fishing and they're target shooting. They're they're just out there. It's a compound bow. 
They have wheels, they have cams, they shoot fast light arrows. Um, you know, we've got a thousand reasons as traditional archers that we don't like shooting compound bows. Uh, now, let's talk crossbows. Here we are, it's 2019, and we're falling into an argument over crossbows. Uh, crossbows have more in common with a gun than they do a bow. Crossbows are going to make it so easy for people to go out and hunt and kill a deer that, uh, you know, they're going to get rid of archery season. Well, many of the same arguments were had with the compound bow. And having grown up in that time frame and paid attention to what was going on, uh, you know, honestly, we really didn't see anything happen with the coming of the, the compound bow. Um, currently in New York, if you want to use a crossbow, you have to use it in a, a muzzle loader or regular gun season. So, there's many pushing for legislation to make it legal for a crossbow in archery season. Now, do I necessarily want to be out there with people shooting crossbows? Well, honest to God, I don't care. They can be out there and they can hunt with their crossbows. Um, I truthfully don't foresee it changing a whole lot as far as uh, what I'm going to be in the woods hunting with. I don't foresee it changing a whole lot of the deer being out there. I don't foresee it making, you know, well, the common person now is going to pick up a crossbow instead of a rifle and they're going to be invading our, our bow season. What I see it as is an opportunity to get more people out in the woods and hunting. Um, first and foremost, before an archer, uh, before a traditional archer, uh, before a marksman, I am a hunter. And I am at the point where I have realized that uh, our way of life, our passion is in danger. We have declining numbers year after year after year. The amount of hunters that are in the woods, whether it be with a gun, crossbow, longbow, recurve, compound bow, our numbers are shrinking. And really what it comes down to, if, uh, if we wish to preserve our way of life, our passion, um, we as a community, we we have to start getting more accepting of crossbows. Now, what am I saying? Uh, I'm not telling you if you have a traditional archery group to let a bunch of guys in just because they shoot a recurve crossbow. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is crossbows are out there. And if you think for a second that someone isn't going out with a crossbow in a season that they're not supposed to, we all know it. There, there's dumb people everywhere, and they're going to be out there, and they're going to do the wrong thing. So chances are, you've already 
been in the woods with someone hunting with a crossbow. Now, the truth and the reality in all of this is that if we let the crossbows come out, we let people buy a crossbow and they come out and now crossbows are legal in archery season, here's one of the stipulations I would like to see. Whether or not you're using a crossbow, a compound bow, or a traditional bow, you should in fact have to take an archery hunter safety course in the states that it is applicable. Here in New York, if you want to hunt with a bow, you have to take an archery hunter safety course. We have a regular safety course for hunters that you can go, and with that, you can get your muzzleloader stamp, and you can hunt big game, large, and small game. Now, if you wish to hunt archery, you need an archery stamp. You need you need to go to this class. Um, it's not an incredibly hard class. It's not unattainable. You go, it usually takes about a day. You sit in the class, you learn some stuff. They teach you how to, the basics of blood tracking a deer, what good shot placement is. And honestly, it, it's really more about tree stand safety and knowing your equipment and your prey. It doesn't really teach you how to hunt. They're just trying to teach you how to be safe. So, in a state such as New York, if you are hunting with a crossbow, I think it should start to become the thing where you have to take an archery hunter safety course. Um, now, why do I say this? Well, simply because you've been able to hunt with a bow in New York State for a very, very long time. You've been able to hunt with a compound bow in New York State for a very, very long time. And still, our numbers are decreasing. I think by adding another venue to let people in, yes, make it a little bit easier, a little bit more attainable, maybe we might see a small recovery in the numbers that we see declining. So, as we are sitting here and we are discussing this, um, you you probably thinking to yourself right now, man, this guy's freaking nuts. You know, why does he want to let the cross gun out there? Well, honestly, it really, for me, it wholeheartedly comes down to the preservation of our sport. Our sport is archery. Crossbows have been around longer than the compound bow. So... Why we have such a hard time accepting crossbows? Well, one, it looks like a gun. It has a trigger. Uh, you're shooting a much shorter, fatter arrow. Some may wish to call it a bolt. Honestly, most common people, they just call it an arrow now. They, they don't distinguish between a bolt or an arrow. They're all just arrows to them. So, I think opening up an archery season for crossbows, I, I foresee it becoming a, it's going to be a real thing, probably in the very near future, and we need to work on being a little bit more accepting of them. 
Now, I understand there's groups out there, um, I'm a member in many of them, that we are solely focused on the traditional bow. And I get that. And I completely respect that. I completely respect every group's rules and how they want things to be within that group. So, I myself run a small group on Facebook, um... I have currently made uh, Mr. Steve Taylor. He is an admin in this group, so he can help me out and help me free up some time to pursue my other adventures that I have going on. It's called Freedom Fighters Archery. Now, the whole premise of this group is it's just veterans. That's it. Active duty and veteran. That is requirement number one. There is no requirement on the country that you're from. There is no requirement... On anything except for you must like archery and you must be a veteran or active duty of some country, some military. So I run this group and I have friends in this group whom I have shot with for a few years now and Honestly, some of them really rely on their compound bow. I know they know how to shoot a traditional, but they really, when it comes to the hunt, they rely on their traditional bow or their compound bow. I'm sorry. And uh, it, I, I don't hold it against them at all. If, if they want to get out and they want to go hunt with their compound, that's great. And I want them to be a part of this group. If there's a veteran out there and they're listening right now or one of the followers of my page happens to put them onto it and they only hunt with a crossbow, by all means, send the request. Get in that group. Share your pictures of your crossbow. Man, I'm happy for you. Anything you got to do to get you in the woods or get you out target shooting, participating in archery, you do it, as long as you're doing it within a legal means, and you're being safe about it. Though Those are the biggest requirements for me to say, yes, you should be a part of this group. So, and that's just one example. There's also a group out there, Bow Hunter Die, who seems to be pretty widely accepting of the crossbow. Now, for us, I think what it comes down to is we need to start asking ourselves a few serious questions. And one of the serious questions is, is which do I value more? Do I value people getting out and shooting with a straight vertical bow? Or do I value our position in the woods as hunters? For me, it's an easy call. I'm a hunter first. And if a crossbow is the only means to get someone in the woods and get them to ethically and legally harvest an animal, and that is what it takes to get them in the woods, I am all for it. So, what does this mean to the rest of the world? Well, honestly, not much. I, I do think crossbows... The technology is advancing at such a pace now that uh, I think the industry needs to slow 
down a little bit. I think they need to set reasonable limits for their equipment. Uh, I saw a demonstration on a YouTube video a while back. It was of a, a new breed crossbow that's coming out. And these guys are taking bolts and they're putting brand new people on this crossbow and they're pitting an ace card at 100 yards. So, this thing was firing. I want to, it was some ridiculous pace that I don't even want to quote you a speed because I would mess it up. It really didn't interest me that much. Um, I myself, I did have a crossbow for a very short while. I had a recurve crossbow uh, that was bought for me as a, as a present. And I moved it on to one of my friends because I had it, I shot it, and guess what? I really just didn't care for it that much. It was so much like shooting a gun that I, I found no challenge in it. And really traditional archery was what I was seeking for a challenge. So... I think coming back to the industry, it, it needs to set that speed limit and say, listen, we're not going to manufacture a bow that is capable of such and such a speed or beyond such and such a speed. We are going to self-limit ourselves to get the archery community as a whole to be a little bit more widely accepting of what we're doing and the product that we're selling. So... Another thing that I would like to see in in that industry is I would really, really like to see one of them pick up a a Woodstock, uh, maybe a, a really nice, fancy fiberglass laminate style bow, you know, picking up a little bit more of the art that's involved with how we get into traditional archery. I, I personally, I would love to see that. Why would I love to see that? Well, beautiful bows are awesome. I mean, you look around, they're everywhere. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, and I'm sorry in advance. Joachim Siegler over in Germany is making some phenomenal, short, beautiful bows. Uh, Harvey Warwick is making some really really nice looking bows they're they're beautiful um flatline bows in australia they're they're killing it making some gorgeous stuff um i i could literally i could sit here and go on all day i could rattle off sock trail i could rattle off bend this i could rattle off you know even getting away from the handmade stuff into black widows some black widows are absolutely gorgeous. I want to see something a little bit more artistic come out. Um, I don't need everything to look like it was built on an AR-15 frame. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with an AR-15 looking crossbow. I'm just saying I'm half of, well... I can't even say half. A, a part of the reason that I like the traditional bow is the art that's involved. Um, I like seeing the different interesting wood patterns. I like seeing 
a lot of different things out there. I, I love the resin risers out of Sock Trail because uh, it's just adding a new flavor to the art of it. And I think if they would, you know, back themselves down and say, you know what, we're, we're going to make a, a reasonably speed crossbow. I think we're going to make uh, a traditional crossbow where we're going to really put the focus on on the aesthetic appeal and make it, it like a nice classy firearm look, you know, like a real wooden stock that's got a nice pattern to it. And, and in the bow, we're going to use some premium veneers and we're going to let the art and the nature of it come out. I think that may get them to be a little bit more accepted. And I, I for one, am all for this. Now, another thing that they need to consider with crossbows and getting them to appeal to the public um, they are at a point where they are making them extremely user-friendly. Uh, more and more, I'm seeing crossbows that are becoming easier to use. Uh, I think the dimensions start, we're starting to get it, really get to the point where they, they need to say, all right, at a minimum, we're only building crossbows that are going to be this narrow or this wide, you know, Let's let's get away from, if you want archers to quit thinking of them as firearms, maybe we should start making them look a little less like firearms and a little bit more like the functional art that we all love and know as traditional archers. I think that would go a long ways for us. And price point. Price point, price point, price point, price point. I cannot say it enough. So I listened to another podcast this week. Um, and really, it was a good podcast, great content, um, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the show yet or not, but the guy made some, some wonderful points about how equipment is priced and why it's priced that way, and I think for some large part, we as traditional archers, we, we don't suffer from that price point shock. Um, I know that when I'm paying for a, a handmade, hand-finished bow that I'm actually getting artwork from someone. Now, go on the other side of that, I can also go and I can buy a, a bare bow and you know what? It looks like every other bare bow that comes off the line and that's cool. So, personally, I invest in my handmade bows. I like handmade bows. Uh, currently, like I said, I'm shooting a, a Sarles Archery Sawtooth. Absolutely love it. Bob builds a hell of a bow. And coming up uh, a little bit later on this month in Kalamazoo, I'm going to pick up a handmade Kenyu with the resin riser made by Sock Trail um, and I'm sure I'm just going to fall in love with that too so we as traditional archers 
we see the sticker shock a little bit in the handmade stuff, which I have absolutely no reservations about paying. Um, sometimes I'm working within a budget, and I just I have to stick to that budget. However, um, there is guys out there who can and will charge you in excess of a few thousand dollars for one of their bows. And my props to them. If they can charge that and get that price, that's great. Better on them. Um, I myself, I can't afford to shop in that price range. So I shop a bit more reasonable. Um, you know, uh, I'm former military. I always ask my bowyer, hey, do you offer uh, a military or a veteran's discount? And most of them... Actually, I haven't had one yet that said, no, I, I don't do anything like that. They usually offer me some kind of discount, which I find absolutely fantastic. Um, by all means, get out there, support your veterans. Your veterans are opening up businesses every day. Um, I myself am looking forward to here sometime in the future. I will be able to launch my own archery business full-time, and that's what I'll do to support my family when time permits that I can afford to do that. So, I wandered a bit off track there. However, uh, we'll, we'll come back to it. So, compound bows and crossbows right now. To get a top-of-the-line model, you're looking at a few thousand dollars, and if you're updating all the gear that goes with that, i.e. the sight, the quiver, the new whoozy what's-it limb dampening, bow silencing, whatever you're putting on it, you're definitely looking upwards of a couple of grand. And, you know, if you are at a point in your life, in your career, where you can afford to shop there, that's great. If you're not, you know, uh, the guy made a great analogy. Uh, he said, uh, you know, if you're on a Toyota budget, but you're shopping for for a Ferrari, you shouldn't complain about the fuel economy in a Ferrari, because if you're worried about fuel economy... You shouldn't be looking at a Ferrari anyways. I think as we as traditional archers, we don't suffer from that uh, because a big part of what we're looking at is the aesthetic appeal. We like to look at what we're shooting. I mean, who out there does not love an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous bow or a gorgeous quiver or a gorgeous arm guard? You know, these part of what draws us is the art. So, with all this, you know, the price point on these crossbows and these compound bows was just a subject that I, I wanted to touch on a little bit. Um, you know, he was making points about paying pro staff and, you know, paying manufacturing costs and all of this. And, you know, I don't mind paying the manufacturing cost on, on a traditional bow that I'm buying from a maker who's making these things by hand because I know I'm getting a part of their soul with it. That's what they're pouring into it and that's what I'm going to get out of it. So, just think 
a little bit on that, and uh, so it, it just I I had to talk about this because I've just I've been seeing it and seeing it and seeing it, and it keeps coming up, and you know, like I said, we as archers, if you're a hunter, you need to evaluate your position in the woods because that could very well be you have no choice. Welcome to it, crossbows are in your woods during your archery season. I've seen it happen, and honestly, I foresee it happening. So, coming around to the end of my show here, um, as you guys know, I usually like to give a shout out to a few people out there who I see doing great things in the archery business. And if they're offering something solid that, you know, I really dig, I'm going to put their name out there because I just find it pretty cool. So when I was in Germany, they used to walk around with these tassels on their, uh, on their quivers. A lot of traditional archers over there, uh, they use a back quiver or they'll use a hip quiver and they always had these yarn tassels on them. And I didn't understand it when I first started, but then, you know, it got explained to me that it, it's a mop. What they're doing is they're cleaning their arrow shaft off if they miss their target and run it in the dirt. Instead of wiping your arrow off on your pants or throwing a dirty arrow back in your quiver, you run your arrow through this mop and it cleans it off. Well, it just so happens, you know, just the other, just the other day, I, uh, a friend of mine, Melissa Ortiz, started making these quiver these uh mops and selling them and she's got an etsy store by all means check her out um i'm gonna get her to post up some more on recurves longbows and leatherworks and when it gets to me i'm gonna post mine up on recurves longbows and leatherworks because she made me one in red black and gray that matches my sawtooth and i'm absolutely in love with it so check them out they're just they're pretty awesome. It's something, it's another part of your kit that's going to help set you apart from the rest of the crowd. So, another one that I want to talk about real quick is uh, Bend This. Bend This Archery. Guys, you need to go check this guy out. He's, he's pretty cool. He's making some bows. He's a younger builder. You know, hasn't been building forever. Um, go check him out. Like I said, he's a younger builder. He doesn't have a massive amount of bows out there. Um, give him a chance. You know, uh, I've talked to him. We talked about maybe getting a demo bow together so I can shoot it. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm still going to put my backing behind one of the guys starting out in this business because, you know, they need that little bit of boost. They 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 could use it and from what I've seen Ben this you guys are making a hell of a boat and if I get a chance to shoot one you know what I'm going to beat the brakes off at shooting it because well <laughs> I just love to shoot and I think you guys are doing a pretty solid job out there so it's time to start wrapping this up and uh, if you guys are out there and you're still listening to me after this I'm 
coming right back into you know some of my tips and tricks and I'm going to help you out and we're going to talk more traditional archery and I know this one especially for one of my it's uh, this is legitimately my fourth episode of string and sling and I know I wandered a bit off target from being a traditional archery uh, podcast but here's the deal it's out there Uh, I'd rather talk about this up front so you guys can understand and and maybe evaluate what your true position on this is. Uh, if your true position is is you don't like them and that you don't think they deserve to be in the woods, well, congratulations that you are absolutely entitled to your opinion. However, what all I'm asking is is a a little bit of common courtesy out there when you know you get someone with a crossbow in one of these hunting sites. If it's not something like bare bow hunters where it's truly not about the compound it's just about a trad bow you know if they post something up in there you know just gently remind them hey this isn't a group for crossbows maybe direct them over to something like you know if they're a veteran kick them my way send them to freedom fighters archery if it's not a veteran you know um there's bow hunter die out there. There's a lot of groups that are accepting of crossbows. You know, they're just happy to have people in the woods shooting. So I want to thank you all for being a fantastic audience. As always, keep your bowstrings waxed, and I will see you guys soon. Expecting the worst Are you gonna drop the bomb or not?